Hey everyone, this is Kate with Called Shots Entertainment, your favorite cast member, and I'd like to welcome you to our coronavirus special mini-series, which is called CSE Plays With Ourselves. A number of our crew will be doing the PF2 compatible solo adventure, The Duskwalkers Do, written by Ron Lundin and published by Runamuck Games and Rogue Genius Games. This adventure has one person as the GM, and they're also playing a pre-made PC. So we're going to give it a go and see how our play styles vary. Let's get started. In this solo adventure, I am Tarklo Dirge, a wanderer and sword for hire. I am one of a rare group of people called Duskwalkers, ashen-colored humanoids who guard the cycles of life and death. I have put more unquiet souls to rest than I care to count, and I am often overwhelmed by the enormity of the task ahead of me. The world is filled with so many of the shambling dead and haunting spirits that I fear I'll never know any life other than returning the dead to their proper repose. That is, if I don't starve first. Even a duskwalker must eat. Earning the coin to do so means taking odd jobs that ordinary people are too timid or ill-equipped to handle. So I drift from town to town, solving problems to earn my next meal and put the soul to rest. Just outside the bustling river town of Thaven, I stopped for a well-earned rest beneath an old apple tree. A voice from above called my name. Tarklo Dirge, born of Rambit Dirge, called the voice. Looking up, I spied a large crow wearing a leather mask, eyeing me with interest. A no-soy psychopomp. Courier and scribe from a land where spirits go after death. Psychopomps have some connection to Duskwalkers, but I never really cared to find out what. I suspect learning more might jeopardize the freedom that I treasure. Dark low dirge, born of no one, I replied sullenly, wishing only to be left alone and finish my apple. Ah, that's not what the records say, insisted the no-so. Your soul fragment originated from a duskwalker named Ramit Dirge, deceased 31 years ago, returned to the boneyard and recycled into Tarklo Dirge. Unfortunately, that all sounded right. I'm 31 years old, give or take, and that is my name. I don't owe you psychopomps anything, I grumbled. Ha, technically you don't owe me, Monody, anything, but you do owe the psychopomps everything insisted the Nosoy. For now, I'm to identify a particular tomb and let you know that its primary inhabitant, a woman named Imogrin Thavelshenk, has slipped the cycle of souls and returned as an incorporeal undead. We need you to destroy her spirit so her soul can progress. I sighed, cast aside my apple core, and ensured my hatchets were strapped to my side. Okay. Where is this Thavelshank tomb? I'll show you myself, said Monody, settling his feathers with a bit more pomp than was warranted. As I'm to accompany you on this significant task. Great. Another mouth to feed. So, we are going to get started here. I got my character sheet. And here we go. The tomb haunted by the spirit of Imogrin Thavelshank is an ancient, crumbling structure deep underground. The stone masonry that once stood fast against time and decay is failing, allowing rivulets of water 
profusions of lichen, and a dank odor to permeate the entire structure. Dank! Shadows pool thickly in corners and shift when you view them out of the corner of your eye. The ceilings throughout the tomb are ten feet high. The marked doors are swollen with the moisture and hard to open. Each requires a one-round activity or three actions to open up. They remain open until close, which is another one-round activity. There are three secret doors in the tomb, but your character doesn't know that they're there. You only spot them by searching a room with a secret door and succeeding on a DC 20. DC 20! Whew! Perception check. The secret doors are tricky to use. Like the other doors, they take one round activity to open. Only a few fitful, ever-burning torches illuminate some of the tomb's chambers, but that's okay. You and Mondi can both see in the dark. Yeah, I can. Stairs lead down deep into the earth. The hallway at the bottom makes a gradual bend to the right. A pair of wooden doors, swollen in their frame, lead to the east. The hallway is interrupted by a series of floor-to-ceiling columns. Each depicts the same woman, a haughty aristocrat, looking down her nose with undisguised contempt. Ah, here we are, chirps Monody. That's definitely not the same voice I used last time. Um, <laughs> ah, here we are, chirps Monody. I know Thavosheng's ghost in a sepulcher at the far end of this hallway, past a pair of double doors, but she is powerful, perhaps too powerful for you to defeat right away. There are three icons of her life should you should collect. The presence of each will weaken her grip on unlife, so you should carry as many of them as you can find when you confront her. They are a marble candlestick, a silver comb, and a golden snuff box. She liked her fine treasures, apparently. You don't need all of them, but the more of them you have, the better. I also have this map. With a shake of his head, Monody's leather mask slips a bit and a piece of parchment flutters out. I know there's a secret passage in this tomb, Thanoso admits. But now, how to ac- access it? You'll just have to keep your eyes open. As Anoso speaks, a rush of air and grinding noise comes from behind you. The enormous stone doors to the tomb swing shut, trapping you inside. They are far too heavy to move and far too thick to carve your way through. Ah, the tomb also has a defense against intruders I forgot to mention. The doors won't open until Thavoshank's ghost is defeated. I'm afraid we're both stuck here until the task is done. You could wring the Nosu's neck, but you suspect you might need him before you're through. Alrighty, so all of that being said, um, I'm here in this entrance, and I know that there's double doors. Hmm, I guess what I'm gonna do is I'm going to continue down this path. I'm looking here, I can either go approach these double doors, or I can go up this curved hallway. I wanna, I think I wanna open some, some doors. So, I will do a uh, perception check on the door. So, I got a 25 on my perception check. So, as I see here, as I hear here, <laughs> here, here, um, I, I hear something inside. So, there's some kind of noise in there. I guess there are creatures and... Uh, they are not being stealthy at all, so I definitely hear them. So I heave open the door, 
and I find a large chamber decorated like a ballroom. Tapestries on the wall might have once been fine, but they're covered with a strange fungus that gives an unpleasant odor. Some of these tapestries have been scraped clean, their fungus collected in filthy buckets beneath the tapestries. Several flagstones in the floor have been pulled up to function as a crude fire pit. A small fire burns within it, casting long, strange shadows around the room. The creatures that I heard are three Duergar sharpshooters. They're next to the fire pit. They're obviously collecting the smelly fungus for some purpose. The fire indicates that they're cooking it, but it's not clear what they're trying to concoct with it. The Durger sharpshooters, I don't know if I'm saying that right, are ready with their weapons. So, they heard me come in. So we're going to do this encounter. I'm going to, uh, since they're ready with their weapons, I'm assuming that they are casting first. But initiative will determine that. So my initiative here is a 19, and theirs will be a 9. So, I'm actually going first here. So, what I'm going to do is hunt prey. There's three of these creatures, so I'm going to hunt prey on one of them. The one to the northwest of the fireplace. Then I'm going to draw my composite longbow, and I'm going to take a shot at it. So, with my hunt prey, I ignore the penalty for making ranged attacks attacks with my second range increment and the first time I hit my hunted prey in a round I deal 1d8 additional precision damage. So I'm gonna go ahead and attack. Whew, 19 on the die, not too shabby. So that's gonna be whew, that's nice, a 31 to hit. So that's gonna be a crit. Because the sharpshooter's DCs are only 17. So I'm doing my original D8 plus 2 damage here. And then since I got a crit, I'm going to do a deadly D10. Then I'm also adding my precision damage additional D8. So we got 5 damage there, then a D10. Alrighty, so that's going to be 10 damage because double D8... Plus 2 is 10, then I have the deadly d10, that's an additional 3 damage, so 13, and then an extra d8 because of my hunt prey, which is 15 damage. Not rolling too great, but that's alright. So, my guy here, Mr. Sharpshooter, he's taken 15 points of damage. So that would, uh, complete my turn. So, obviously, since I attacked him... All three of them are going to attack me. I'm the only one in the room because, you know, solo adventure. Loving this. <laughs> so they uh, cast Invisibility and fire their Bola Bolts. Invisibility is two actions here. Bola Bolt. This shot deals no damage, but on a hit, the target must succeed at a DC 16 reflex save or be knocked prone and immobilized until it is freed with a successful DC 15 check to escape. Oh boy. Okay, well... Let's hope he doesn't uh, immobilize me. Alrighty. So he uh, got an 18 to hit, and my AC is pretty good, so that's not uh, going to hit me. Not too bad. So the next uh, sharpshooter here is going to do the same thing. 
They're going to cast Invisibility, and then they're going to shoot me with a bolt. And it's going to miss. And since there's three of them, it's happening again. Here we go. And it's also going to miss a 12. All right. So come back to my turn here. They attacked, so that removed their invisibility. That was kind of dumb of them. Since I'm still hunting prey on this guy here, I'm going to try to finish him off. <laughs> hey, I like the way I'm rolling today. All right. So that is going to be a... I already forgot how much the plus was. Just bear with me a minute. <laughs> So that's going to be a 29 to hit, which is another crit. <laughs> All right, let's do this. So here we go. We got double damage for D8 plus 2. So that's 12 damage on that. Then we have an additional D10. Because, you know, critting it up in here. Because crit happens. Oh, yes. So that's 22 damage. And then... uh. We get that additional D8 for for uh, that hunt prey. There we go. So, what was that, 22? That's 29 damage. Uh, <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> I left him with one. <laughs> so he's dead dead. <laughs> left him with one and he went down to, uh, you know, negative 28. Not that that matters. She's dead. <laughs> Now I'm gonna hunt prey on the the second one here. So I'm attacking the second one, and hopefully we can do another crit, cause that would be freaking awesome. Oh, all right. Yeah, and this second attack here is minus five, and I rolled a five on the die. So it's only a 12 to hit, that unfortunately is not gonna hit. I mean, I had a, I had a good run with that first guy. So <laughs> moving on, we have uh, only two creatures left. Looks here that they're going to cast Enlarge and enter combat with their Light Maces. So in order to cast Enlarge, they need two actions, and then uh, they have to drop their bows, uh, and then uh, they have to pull out their, draw their Light Maces. So that'll be their, their three actions there. So in them doing that, uh, casting Enlarge, they become Clumsy 1. So they take a status penalty equal to the value on all dexterity-based checks and DCs, such as AC, reflex save, dexterity-based attack rolls, and skill checks for acrobatic stealth and thievery. Sweet. So they are both clumsy one. And um, they used two actions to enlarge and then drew their mace, their light maces. So it's uh, my turn again. And I'm going to attack this one guy here. Well, I got an 18, which does hit. It's not a crit, though, unfortunately. I mean, I tried. Two crits in a row isn't bad, all right? All right? <laughs> so it does hit. So right now it's just going to be a D8 plus 2, which is my original damage, and then a D8 because of the hunt prey. So we got D8 plus 2, which is 4, then another D8. So 7 damage to this guy here. So I'm going to go for my second attack here. On the same guy. And that's... I can't do math. Hold, please. Um, <laughs> 19 to hit, which will hit. So we're going to do a, a D8 of damage here. And it's 4 plus 2. So it's 6 damage. And attack it again. Unfortunately, this time it will be a minus 10 to my attack. But we're going to go for it. See what happens here. 
Looking pretty good. Absolutely, that's gonna be another 19. Absolutely. Here we go, it's six damage, that guy's gone too. It's actually eight damage, I forgot the plus two, that guy's gone as well. Awesome. And that'll end my turn there, because those are my three actions. So, there's one guy left, and he's got, he's got plus on melee, so he's gonna come at me. He's absolutely gonna come at me. He has his light mace out, he's, he has a melee weapon. Layway weapon? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> so he's gonna come at me. So he's right here. And I'm assuming I'm right here, so he's definitely within range there. He's gonna attack me. So he gets a plus two to his melee damage. Let's see if he hits me before we uh, deal with this damage here. That's gonna be a seven to hit, so. Yeah, definitely not gonna hit, which is wonderful. So he moved and attacked, so um, that's two actions. So he still uh, is going to do his second attack here. Let's see what he's got. That's going to be a uh, 7 to hit. So that's also not going to hit. promise I'm not cheating over here. <laughs> just want to make that clear. Um, so that was his actions there. He is up in my face a little bit, and I don't like that. So I'm going to hump prey on this one and try to shoot him in the face. Not that I'm calling shots or anything. <laughs> Over here we got a uh, 23 to hit. So yeah, that's... I'll get him. Unfortunately not a crit, so we're just gonna do our uh, D8 plus 2 and then the D8 for the Hunt Prey. So 7 and 9. 9 damage to that guy. So I'm gonna hit him again. I'm taking a minus 5 penalty on this one. So... That's a 16 to hit. That one is not going to hit him. Dang. Dang. All right. So, here we go. It's his turn now. He's going to try to hit me with his melee light mace again. And yeah, he's he's definitely going to hit me there. So that's a... Wait. Maybe he won't. 12 plus 5 is 17. He won't hit me. My AC is pretty high, actually. I didn't realize it was that high. So he's not going to hit me with his first attack. He's going to try again. Definitely won't hit me with that one either. That's going to be uh, 10 to hit. So that'll miss. And then I guess he's probably just going to try again. <laughs> so uh, 7 and plus 5. A 12 is not, is not going to hit me either. So that's his attack there. And now it's my turn again. Oof. So I'm attacking, but definitely missing that one. That's only uh, 14 to hit, so that's alright. Gonna attack my second time. Oh no, we got two twos right in a row on the, on the D20 here. So, let's see. Maybe the smartest thing to do here might be to move. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna move out of his way a bit. I'm gonna move over, so I'm here. I'm gonna move about 20 feet away from him. So I'm there, and he's there, all right. I know you guys can't see this, I'm just kinda talking to myself here. But uh, we're about 25 feet away now. And it's his turn, so he's going to not attack me with his melee, because he's kinda far away. So he's gonna move up to me. So gonna move 20 feet, so he's right back in my face. 
So he is 10 feet away from me, but he does have reach, so he's still able to reach me. So he's gonna try to hit me with his mace here again. And yeah, that one's gonna hit. That's gonna be, uh... No, it's not. I keep thinking my AC is super low. That's a 21, a 20 to hit, but my AC is a 21, so he still didn't hit me. He's gonna try it again. This'll be his last action, because he did move. And that definitely won't hit me either. So now it's my turn. And I'm gonna shoot at him. That's a nat one. So, definitely did not hit him with that one. But I'm gonna reload and try it again. Reloading is free action. Still can't believe that. <laughs> so I'm gonna try again with my second attack here. The die went all the way over there. Much better roll though. That's an 18 on the die. Um, so minus 5 for the second attack is 13, and then plus 12, so that's 25 to hit. That'll get him. I'm gonna do my d8, plus 2, Whew. and then another d8 for the hunt prey, which is, uh, you know, did pretty good. It's 16 damage, so he's knocked out too. Not too bad. That was a pretty good encounter there. I mean, for me, those sharpshooters are, you know, out of luck, but oh well. <laughs> After that, they're all dead, so uh, naturally I'm going to go ahead and do a perception around the room, see what I could find. And if I succeed at a DC-18 nature check, I realize the smelly fungus can be cooked into foul-tasting brew that functions as moderate eagle-eye elixir. And I prepare one dose that I can use whenever I like. So let's see, hopefully I get this uh, DC 18 for nature. Let me find my nature here, sweet. Oh yeah, I got it. Eagle Eye Elixir, moderate Eagle Eye Elixir. Let me, let me mark that down here. I didn't take any damage that fight. I'm freaking proud of myself. Heck to the yeah. Moderate Eagle Eye Elixir, sweet. I mean, it's gonna taste real bad, but at least it'll do whatever it does, which I, I don't really know at this point, but that's fine. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out from there. So as I'm standing here searching through, I found this, this elixir here. I think I'm able to continue my journey. I see double doors up here that I'm assuming are leading. All right, so I just looked up what moderate eagle eye does because, you know, it's kind of important, and I found out that when you drink it, it gives you a plus two to perception and then a plus three to secret doors and traps and it lasts for an hour. So I feel like that'll come in handy. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So I see these double doors, these other double doors on on the other side of the, the room here. I think I'm gonna go back through the open door where I came. So I'm back in this little rounded hallway here. I'm gonna continue in through the hallway and I come across here other double doors, or I can go to the north, and there's a longer hallway. There's no doors, though, so I think this might be a safer bet to go here in the longer hallway. Um, I don't have to open any doors or do anything like that. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. This long hallway has several alcoves. An alcove to the southwest contains a double door. Uh, the most impressive double door, however, stands... To the north. It bears the imperious image of Imogrin Favelshank, arms held wide in welcome, but with a sneer on her face that, belie that belies it, this sentiment. 
Two columns stand in the middle of the room, each covered with small holes, no bigger around than a halfling's finger. I can just make out what looks like a panel on the far side of the northernmost pillar. Well, I'm going to uh, go explore over here these these alcoves and see what, what that pillar is about. So, as I step into the hall, I trigger a trap, a trap that contains a poison dart. I'm going to roll for initiative and uh, for me and the trap. So let's see. 18 for my initiative. And for the trap's initiative, got a 16. So I am going first. Monody, who I completely forgot about, thinks better of entering the hall, and he's not going to go in or help me at all until I disabled the trap. Cool. Thanks, guy. Uh, <laughs> I can't see the control panel well enough from the outside, from outside the hall to attack it, but I can attack it from within the hall, which I'm already in the hall, so we can uh, definitely do that. And since I go first here, I don't want to quite use all my arrows, so I'm going to drop my composite longbow, and then I'll pick up my rat, my ha ratchet, yeah. <laughs> I'll pick up my hatchet. <laughs> oh, boy. And I'm going to attack this control box. I'm going to drop my composite longbow, draw my hatch, and then I'm going to have to move up to this control panel, so that's going to be all of my actions. And then this uh, poison dart gallery is going to take me for a spin here. So it's going to attack me. As I'm entering the hallway, the uh, dart valley trigger <laughs> um, effect happens, so... It makes a poison dart strike against me. That actually would have happened before my turn, but since I'm not a GM, I don't... Didn't really know. But, um, so... <laughs> it shot a poison dart at me before my turn. And, yeah, it's, it's gonna hit me. Matches my AC here. So, it take 1d4 piercing. And then, uh, plus flacet poison. So I have to make a saving throw here. So I take 3 damage... Make a saving throw. 15, DC's 14. So I pass, so nothing happens. So now it's this guy's uh, actual attack. And he's going to, uh, gonna get another arrow shot at me. Not an arrow, a dart is coming right for me. And that's gonna be a 13 to hit, so that will not hit. I mean, it's gonna happen three times, so number two is a natural 20. Great. So, uh, you got critted with a dart. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so, let's see here. We get double damage. Double damage to me. Okay. Alright, I'll take it. It's not terrible. And then, uh, you gotta roll a fortitude for this flacet poison here. Pass that fortitude save with flying colors. So, no poison, thank God. But I do still have another dart coming my way. But that dart is going to be a hard miss. Locked out a little bit on that. Um, so now it's my turn. I'm right here in front of it, so I don't have to move or anything. I can just go ahead and attack this control panel. Stab it. Hey, hey yes! Nat 20, baby! So I create on a control panel. I mean, okay. Sure. So, so what are we doing here? Damage is 1d6 plus 4 slashing damage, and that's going to be doubled. 
All right, so we got one D4. I don't know why I'm trying to roll a D8 here. I'm not trying to cheat, just a one D6. What am I talking about? I can't read, apparently. So we got one D6 plus four slashing doubled because I'm critting all over the place today. Love it. All right, well, minimum damage. That's fine. Let's, let's uh, do the second one. Okay, okay, that's not terrible. So uh, eight damage. Nope, I can't do math. That's 10 damage to this thing here. That's 14 damage to this uh, control box here. And 14 damage, but minus 3, because uh, it has hardness. So, that's 11 damage. Just kidding. As I'm reading here, uh, this control box is immune to critical hits, so I heard go fuck myself. Uh, <laughs> Alright, well, I got all excited over a crit for nothing, but wonderful, wonderful. I'm going to, you know, it's going to take the original damage, which was 5 minus 3 because of the hardness. So it's only going to take 2 damage, which kind of bums me out a bit, <laughs> not going to lie here. However, I do still have 2 more actions here. So, I mean, I'm going to try to hit it again. That is absolutely not going to hit. Unfortunately, it's gonna be a uh, 15 to hit, so that'll be a miss. But on my third action, I'm gonna try to see if there's a way to like disable this trap. And it's looking here. I need a thievery DC 13. What is my thievery? I'm not trained in thievery, so I need a 13 on the die to disable this. As a matter of fact. Can't do that. I'm not trained in thievery at all. So, not disabling it. I'm just gonna go ahead and try to smack it again. Smack it with the hatchet. Yeah, that's definitely absolutely not gonna hit because I got an 8 on the die and I'm already taking a negative 10 for my uh, third attack penalty. So, good stuff, good stuff. So now it is the uh, control panel's turn. As a matter of fact, we have a... Uh, Continuous barrage trigger because I finished my action so the trap makes a poison dart strike against me It's just one dart. So hopefully nothing too bad happens, but we'll find out <sighs> It's a 20 to hit and my AC is a 21. So looking pretty good now It's officially the uh, control panels turn here, and it's gonna attack me with this poison dart gonna attack me three times because you know three actions but for the first one it will be a 21 and that does does indeed hit me so I need a d4 damage and it's four damage wonderful and then I also have to take a fortitude save uh check here because of the flacette poison I'm gonna hate that word by the end of this flacette or poison either word your pick uh, <laughs> Let's see, what do I got? Oh no. All right, well, <laughs> I rolled a two on the die, so I got an 11 for my forest save, which does not save. So let's see what this effect does here. I am at stage one, so I get 1d4 of poison damage, and I'm clumsy one, which we all already know what that does, so great. Let's see what kind of damage I get. And I'm clumsy, baby. That kind of sucks. 
So I'm taking a minus two to my AC, my reflex saves, my dexterity base attack rolls, and skill checks for acrobatics, stealth, and thievery. Well, I'm not trained in thievery, so I guess that doesn't matter, right? <laughs> that was only the first first start, I believe. Yeah, so we're gonna it's gonna shoot me with two more. That one's not gonna hit, thank god. And the third one is also not gonna hit. My turn. I'm gonna go ahead and try to stab this thing again. Using my hatchet here. So let's see what we got. Um, hatchet is plus 12. So we got a 29 to hit, which isn't too shabby here. It's uh, actually a crit. However, control panel's immune to crits because, you know, go fuck myself. Uh, so we're just gonna do regular damage here, which is, uh, I believe, just a d4. Let me double check. It's a d6 plus 4. It was on the 6, and then it rolled off to the 2, so it's gonna be 6 damage. So I'm gonna go ahead and try to attack it again. That's gonna be an 18, and that matches, so it is gonna hit another d6 plus 4. Hey, max damage, baby. Nice. All right. And I do have a final hit here, so final attack. Hopefully it's a hit. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be, but we'll find out. Yeah, that's definitely not going to hit. It was a good try. A good attempt. And since I finished my actions here and finished my round, it's, it's going to do this continuous barrage on me. It's going to shoot me with another poison dart here for finishing my round. So I, I finished my round here, but it's actually not gonna shoot uh, this continuous barrage at me because the break threshold is 12 HP and I brought it down to five. So looking pretty good. I broke it and the trap is disabled. So from this point, I'm gonna search the rest of the hall here. I still need to make a fortitude save, however, because uh, of this flacet poison. So it lasts six rounds if um, I don't pass, so let's, let's hopefully pass this. So we're going to make this fortitude save here, and 12 plus my fort score of 9, 19, 21. 21 passes. I am no longer flacetly poisoned. <laughs> Thank God. Alrighty. As I'm doing that, uh, well not as I'm doing that, after I do that, I'm going to go ahead and take a look around this hall. I know there's some double doors over there like in the rounded hallway but i'm gonna see what else is in this hallway i see another set of double doors on the left uh, a little bit before the pillar but let's see what else is here we got a 15 so don't really see anything else so i'm gonna go ahead and head back to those double doors that i originally saw so i enter into this cross-like room. This chamber has a sunken floor and an old, old stone well in its center. All the doors leading out of this room look the same, except for the door to the north. That one has a small barred windows that reveal a cell. So I'm going to check this uh, stone well here. It is very dried up. I'm going to Roll perception to see if there's anything in there, anything else in the room. Um, and here I got 21 to perception, and I see nothing. 
So, this uh, door to the north, the one that has the barred windows, I'm gonna like peek in there and see what goes on. I look through the windows and I see that this room was obviously once a prison cell. Rusted monocles hang from the walls to the north, west, and south, but not the east. Some of the monocles rattle, rattle ominously despite the lack of breeze, and I suspect it's Immigrant Thavelshank's malevolent influence. Who puts a cell in their tomb anyway? Not anyone I'd care to socialize with. So I'm going to search the room a bit. Go ahead and open the door, because the double doors, because it doesn't really seem like anything is in there that could harm me, so... And then go right ahead in there and uh, search the room for anything else here. And that's going to be a 21. So I see one of the chains has a blood-stained owlbear claw affixed to it. So I'm going to take that. And that's all I really see in this room. So I'm going to go ahead and head back out to this cross room that I was previously in. And... Uh, I came from the west, so I'm going to go ahead and go to the east and see what I can discover in that room. A few rusted weapons hang from the walls of this room on decrepit weapon racks. The far end of the room, opposite the door, has a single suit of armor on display. So I'm going to go ahead and step into the room, try to examine the suit of armor. This animated armor lunged forward to fight me, and uh, as soon as I open the door, so here we go. We're rolling initiatives. Not too bad for mine. That's a 27. However, this animated armor here um, is a 25, so I do go first. I um, do not have my hatchets in my hand because I had to use both of my hands to open these heavy-ass doors, so... I'm gonna move up to it first. Quick draw my hatchet. And then do a little stabby stab here. It's gonna be a 29 to hit, which will hit. And it's gonna be a crit. Just double checking that it's not immune to crits, cause apparently some creatures in this adventure are. Um, but it's not, so, so that's definitely a crit here. And I gotta just look here. It's 1d6 plus four of slashing. So it's gonna be 2d6 plus 8. So that'll be a 14 damage to the armor, but it has a plus 4 will, so. or plus. has a 9 hardness, as a matter of fact. That's only gonna be 5 damage. But, um. uh, it was damaged by a critical hit, so the construct armor breaks. And its armor class is reduced to a 13. So, it's still only lost uh, 5 hit points. But now its AC is only a fifth, uh, 13. So that's not too bad. It's a lot easier to hit now. And since I did a quick draw, that means I still have another action. So I'm going to go ahead and attack the second time. And that is absolutely not going to hit. Well, with the reduced AC, it might. Give me a moment. Let me do some math here. It will. Uh, there's a 14 to hit, and its AC was reduced to a 13, so it is going to hit. 
Um, so the damage there is gonna be nine. And the hardness is gone now. Because the armor broke. So, not too shabby. Um, that'll complete my turn. So now the suit of armor is going to go ahead and attack me. So that's gonna be, uh, 26 to hit. It's using its gauntlet, um... Since it did not pick up the glaive, so a 26 does hit me, uh, and we will see how much damage it's gonna do. Six. Six damage. And that was its first attack. It's gonna go ahead and attack me again, and that's only gonna be an eight to hit, which is absolutely not gonna hit me. So it's gonna attack one more time, and that's a three to hit, so not gonna hit me. So I'll go ahead and have my next next round of actions here. We got a 21 to hit, which will do it. Um, so we'll do the damage here. And it's only five damage. That was my first attack, so I'm gonna go ahead and attack again. And it's a nat 20. So that is going to be a critical. So we have... 19 damage, and it was only at one, so uh, it's dead dead. <laughs> so as I uh, stab this with my hatchet, it uh, go ahead, goes ahead and just bursts, not into flame. That would be cool, but just kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, collapses onto the ground, and it's dead. So I'm going to go ahead and search the... Uh, Body of armor. That's one. Had to do it f to myself because Clay's not here. So. <laughs> That's gonna be. Hold, please. Need new glasses. It's gonna be a 13 to search the body. So I'm not finding anything. However, I'm um, not finding anything on the body. I do find. A uh, striking hatchet. It gleams as though it's new. It's strangely similar in appearance to the hatchets I currently carry. It's pretty obvious, so it's just sitting right there in the room, so I'm going to take it. And, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, since I don't find anything else in this room, I'm going to move back into the little cross room that I started at. And there's one set of double doors that I didn't go through, so we're going to go ahead and and do that going to listen and I do hear some wrestling going on there but it's go big or go home so I'm gonna go ahead and open the doors as I peer into this room wooden chests, statuary opulent furniture and other ornament ornamentation rests in what is obviously a treasure vault however every scrap of metal in the room including coins that must have filled the chests and the hinges and locks of the chests themselves have all been reduced to drifting heaps of valueless rust. Sweet. Pile of garbage. But atop this pile of garbage, a rust monster is happily gorging itself on the mess it's made of the room. Not sure how the monster got in there, as it can't open the doors, but I have a more pressing matter. It senses my hatchets and it attacks in hopes of an easy meal. So we'll take initiatives. Mine's a 15. And the Rust Monsters is a 28. So, 
Rust Monster is going to go first. So the Rust Monster is going to come up to me. The Rust Monster is going to try to bite me. It's going to eat my face and such. Oof, uh-oh. It's going to be a 26 to hit, so it's going to definitely take some of my face off. It's 12 damage, which is no bueno here. And it moved up to me and then attacked, so it does have one more action. It's going to go ahead and attempt to bite me again, which is for 18, which does not hit. So I'm going to quick draw my special hatchet here and go for an attack. Oh, man. Plus 15. So we got um, a 19 to hit here. And that just hits. So that's awesome. And it's going to do 12 damage. I'm going to go ahead and attack again. That's going to be a 26 to hit. So that all definitely hit. Get some damage in there. Another 12. Not too shabby. So at this point, I'm going to hunt prey on this rust monster. And end my turn. So he's going to come back at me. And he got a nat 1, so he's not hitting me on his first attack. The second attack... He will not be hitting me either, because it's only a plus, it's only a 10. And the third attack, he will also not be hitting me. So now it's my turn. I'm ready to attack it again. That is a uh, 28 to attack, which unfortunately is not quite a crit, but it does hit. And since I did a hunt prey, I do an additional D8 of damage. 19 damage will kill him. As I stab him repeatedly, he falls to the ground and becomes rust on the floor. All we are is rust in the wind. That's two. So, <laughs> in the room I see two high-backed wooden chairs that haven't captured the rust monster's interest and remain in good condition. Each is worth 40 gold, but they're exceptionally heavy, so I'm not carrying them. I also search the body and other aspects of the room, and that would be a 19 to search. So the most useful item to be found here is a sturdy marble candlestick. It's likely only worth a few gold coins on its own, but it's one of the items helpful to face Thavelshank's wraith in area A11. I'm not supposed to know that as a player. Uh, poking through the rust for a few mo minutes automatically uncovers it. So I do uncover that. Go me. So as that rust monster disappears into the ground and becomes rust, I go back into the cross room. And to the way I came from the rounded hallway, I'm going to go up through it and to the far end with the double doors there. So as I enter the, uh... The long hallway that I was in before, I'm actually going to use Monody here. <coughs> that was awful. It was a little bit better. Alright, so I'm going to use Monody to uh, treat my wounds here. And he's not going to, because I uh, got a 9, which is a crit fail. Um, 
So I'm getting hurt, actually, instead of healed. Uh, unless I use a hero point, which I do have one. So I think I might do that. Because um, I kind of need heals. So I'm going to re-roll that. And hopefully uh, it's not a crit fail this time. Much better. So that's a 21 to to heal against the DC. So it will. Um, and it's 2d8s. So let's see how much I get back. Seven. Not terrible. So as I uh, walk back through this hallway, I do see some more double doors to the left. So I'm going to go ahead and go in this room. Uh, this large room is decorated as a noblewoman's bordar. Boo-door. Bador. Bordar. Boodor. Boodor. Bordoir. <laughs> Complete with vanity table, panel screen for dressing, mental wash basin, mental, yeah, metal wash basin, and several armories stuffed with ruffled clothing. The clothing is predominantly in shades of red and white with a great deal of silver. Sancti? The clothing has weathered the passage of time remarkably well, hinting at some preservative magic pervading the boudoir. Boudoir! Why can't I not say that word? Don't cut that. <laughs> um, so, as I'm opening the door, uh, two mitflits. That's a cool, cool creature name. Two mitflits are here along with their pets, three giant centipedes. Oh, I'm fucked. The Mitflits are currently exploring the room, trying on wigs, draping themselves in jewelry, and wrapping themselves in silk hair ribbons. The centipedes are slowly chewing their way through a box of shoes. All of these foes leave to fight as soon as I open the door, so we're rolling initiative here. I got a 29, and these creatures got a 18 for the Mitflits. And the centipedes are 13. So the initiative order here is me, the mitflits, and then the centipedes. So for me, um, my best option right now is going to be to use the help of Monody. And I'm going to tell him to release a sound burst. I'm going to release it in the back corner of the room. So that it does not hit me, because that would be no bueno. But it will hit the five other creatures in this room. So the first Mitflit here, um, got an 11. So that would just be a failure. So the creature takes full damage and is deafened for one round. I'm going to roll all five of these fort saves here. The second one got a 13, which is also a fail. First centipede... Got a 10, also a fail. Uh, the second centipede got a 25, which is a success, but not a critical success. So, on a success, the creature only takes half damage. Um, and the third centipede here, let's see, got an 18, which is also a success. Uh, so we're going to do this damage, which is 2d10s. Alright, so 12 damage. Alright, um, so the Mitflits are dead. Um, so the centipedes, the first one failed, the second two did succeed, so they only take half damage here. 
So, first one is gonna be, uh, is also gonna be dead. The second one takes half damage, and the third one takes half damage. So, thank you, Monody. That really, really helped. Um, so that was one action. So I'm gonna go ahead and attack. Uh, I'm going to walk up to one of the centipedes and quick draw my special hatchet. And I'm gonna get him with a 30. One. 30. Just a 30. That's a crit. Alrighty. We're gonna do some damage here. So 23 damage to that centipede. Um, he was left at two, so I'm just like leaving them low and then just shooting them down hard. <laughs> That's what I'm doing here. So he's dead, uh, but that will complete my turn. So this centipede has a round of actions here. It's gonna go ahead and attack me with its mandibles. And it's gonna be an 11 to hit, so not gonna hit. So it's gonna go ahead and try to bite the crap out of me again. And that one's much worse. So, uh, not gonna hit me. And one more time, that's gonna be a seven to hit. So that is also not gonna hit. So it is my turn, and I'm gonna go ahead and stab this last centipede. Right in the face, as long as the die stays on the table. <laughs> so we got a 19 to hit, which does hit. And I'm gonna do some damage here, which is 14 damage, which again, it was only at two hit points, so it's done. <laughs> um, so in here, I'm going to uh, search around a little bit. Thank you so much, Monody. I really appreciate the work you did. There's a lot of jewelry and fine clothing. The whole lot is worth about 200 gold. But there's little it can do for me right now. Uh, of more interest is the Ring of Energy Resistance among the jewelry, which is neatly labeled. So I'm going to go ahead and pick that up. Ring of Energy Resistance. I like it. I like it. And let's see. I'm going to search the room a bit more uh, for a 29 on perception. So one of the most important Im items in here is Thavoshank's silver comb. It's stuffed into one of the drawers of the Vandy table, and after a few minutes of searching, I automatically locate it. This item is useful when facing Thavoshank. Thavoshank's silver comb. Sweet on that. After I'm done finishing this, uh, searching this room, I'm just going to, uh, take my moderate eagle eye elixir and I guess I shouldn't have done that before I searched the room, but, but yeah, that's fine. It's a 27 to search, and I found pretty much everything that we already talked about. Got Thavoshank's silver cone and this ring of energy resistance, so I'm going to go ahead back out into that long hallway and proceed to the double doors down the hall. I gain a hero point when I enter this room, so I'm going to go ahead and open the doors. I got my hero point. So the sepulchre is a long, dim chamber with a raised alcove in the north end. That raised area is lit with ever-burning torches that glow with a dim gray illumination. A single sarcophagus resting there is carved with the image of immigrant Thavoshank on its lid. The six columns supporting the ceiling here are also carved with her haughty likeness, so there isn't anywhere in this chamber free from her gaze. 
That's perhaps the most eerie thing about this cursed dungeon so far. Whips of shadow emerge from the sarcophagus and coalesce into Thavalshank's malevolent wraith. You fought many ghosts in your life, but none as powerful as this one. Thavalshank gives a horrid grin that splits the shadow of her face. My dear dirge, my murderer, have you returned to accept your vengeance at my hand? You pause in confusion. Why would she know you? She died before I was even born. Wait, you're not Ramnet Dirge at all. You're only a part of him? What trickery is this? Mondi clears his throat just like a fussy professor might. Ah, oh, madam, your soul was trapped, unwilling to move on to the boneyard and unable to return to this world. I needed to bring you fully forth, and the only way to do so was to bring your killer into your presence. You turn to the no-soy. You used me? Mondi cocks his head. Technically, I used a little bit of remnant dirge that makes up your soul. But now, Thavoshank is fully manifested, and you can send her to her eternal rest. He gestures towards the shadowy figure in his wing, inviting you to step forward and face her. Thavoshank doesn't seem to care about the details of whose soul belongs to whom. She wails in rage and lunges forward. Initiatives. So mine is going to be a 28. Miss Thavoshank's here. Mine's going to be a 30, as a matter of fact, because I still have that uh, elixir going on. Uh, and Miss Thavoshank's here is going to be a 28. So I do go first. And what I'm going to do here is hunt prey. Then I'm going to draw my composite longbow. And I'm going to go ahead and take this attack. I don't want to get too close to her, you know what I mean? So this attack here is going to be for 16, which is not going to hit Miss Thavoshank. Uh, so that's going to be uh, the end of my turn. And she's going to go ahead and attack me. She's going to move right up to me. So that's two actions there. And she's going to... Use her spectral hand to... That's going to be a 26 to hit. And that will hit me. So let's see how much damage she's doing. Oh boy. Six damage. Alrighty, so six damage there. And that will be all of her actions. Making my save for her touch. And she's not touching me because I got a 23 here. And that's what's up. And I passed that. Succeeded. So it is again my turn. And I'm going to move around her a little bit. 25 feet away. But she is going to get an attack of opportunity. Because I'm leaving a threatened square. It's going to be a 20 to hit, which misses. So now I get to make my attacks here. That's a nat 20. That'll be a crit. Going to do some damage here. It's a crit here, so I'm getting 3d8 plus 4 and then an additional d10 because of the all that and then the hunt prey. So alrighty, let's see. Yo, I almost just rolled full max damage on my d8s. 8, 8, and 16. So that's going to be 22 plus 8 is 30 plus a d10. So 34 damage to Miss Thavelshank. That'll, that'll take a big chunk out of her. That's, that's the kind of crits I like to see. 
Then I'm gonna go ahead and take my second attack on her. Or should I? Hmm. Should I move away? No longer threatened, so she wouldn't get an attack of opportunity. I'm gonna move back 25 more feet, and that'll be all of my actions. Now it's her turn, and she's gonna have to use two actions to move up to me. And she's gonna attack with her spectral hand here. And that'll be a 27 to hit, which it will absolutely hit. Let's see the damage she does. She does 13 damage to me. Um, that does end her turn. So I'm gonna go ahead and it's my turn. I'm just gonna stay where I am and try to shoot her. However, I'm gonna roll my fortitude first because of her, you know, her, uh, her hand special thing. And my fortitude there is going to be a 26, so I succeed, nothing happens. Now it's my turn, so I'm going to go ahead and attack. However, that will provoke an attack of opportunity for her. So that's going to be a 14 to hit. That'll miss, thank God. So I'm going to go ahead and continue with my attacks here. Right, a 23 will hit her. So we're going to go ahead and do some damage here. And it's going to be 10 damage. Alright, 10 damage. And then I'll do my second attack. A 24 will hit her. So we're going to go ahead and do some more damage. Which is 6 damage. And then I'm going to take my last action to move. Which does not provoke because she had already used her attack of opportunity this round. And now it's her turn. So she's going to come up to me. She only needs one action to do so this time. And she's going to try to attack with a 21, which matches. So it will hit me. 22, actually. So, yeah, it'll definitely hit me. And, oh, no. Uh, that's 10 damage. And she has another action. She's going to attack me again. Hmm, and that'll hit me. That'll be a 25, so she's going to hit me. <laughs> and she took me out. That's uh, 15 damage to me. I drop, but that's it. That's it. She uh, she killed me. Dang, she got me. Wish Monody uh, healed me a bit more, but can't blame the bird. He was just doing his job, you know. Pretty disappointed. Um, with all those crits that I had this this game, I thought I was gonna do pretty decent, but I didn't finish my mission, and that kind of sucks. However, I'm on to the next uh, adventure. I mean, Dirge isn't, but but Kate is. <laughs> so, thanks for listening. Thanks for stopping by. We're here playing with ourselves, and we're glad you're uh, here to listen to it. Yeah. Awkward. This is Kate at Nerd State. Follow me on the grams and the tweets, all that social media stuff. Dirge died, but Andalana's still alive. So far. See you later, guys.